or bears. I think I can make that happen. Bear! 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 You're breaking it! Let's go back to bears! Hey, Matt. What's up, Matt? I know you get excited when we record, but once, if you could not touch your microphone during the intro, that would. That would be I don't so think I did. Awesome. I don't think I did. Maybe you didn't. I thought I heard something. Maybe not. I. I don't want to well, get since, off on the wrong foot because I know we're well, going to argue here in a second. But since we're pointing fingers, so I apologize for that interview. <laughs> okay, I'll keep my hands off. I'm, I'll keep, I, it, I'll I'm keep it away. I'm healthy, so I'm I'm riled up. I guess we have a lot yeah. of cool stuff uh, to talk about over the last couple of days. Uh, you want to just jump into it? I don't feel the need on. to lay shit out. Baylor beat Gonzaga again mm-hmm. with not a fantastic team. You will uh, argue. I thought it was uh-huh. a fantastic game. Baylor goes up to South Dakota and beats Gonzaga, um, sixty-four, sixty-three. W- a little bit of a nail biter there at the end. Did you get a chance to watch the game? I did. I watched the whole thing, and I feel like I've been stuck in this weird place because you know me. Even if we win on like a last-second field goal or you know a buzzer beater, I'm gonna talk like we won by thirty. That's just how. That's just how I'm wired. But <laughs> yeah. um, I, I don't. I don't think we learned a lot about our team, and I don't know if I think that my take on them is wrong quite yet because. We needed two, I don't want to call them miracle threes because they were like run of play threes, but you know, we were down seven with 90 seconds left and then Adam Flagler went butt naked nasty on him and that's how we won the game. So what's wrong with winning a game that way? No, it's totally fine to win that way, but similar, similar to kind of my complaint I had during football season, we have decided that there's one way to win and if we're going to win, it's going to be only that way. And I think that's fun and cool, but it doesn't, you know, now that we have won the whole shit, I feel like maybe maybe to my detriment my expectations have risen above just like go out there and get a win i i feel like i have transitioned to this space where not only do we have to just win a game and i'm probably wrong here but i'm gonna finish my thought not only do we have to just win it but i feel like we need to win it in a way that makes me think like this is repeatable this this is something i could see us doing six times in a row and i don't know if i'm there yet but as we right. both know, I'm, I'm a noted casual. I don't think I'm smarter than anyone else about basketball. That's just, that's where I've landed today. Then we're going to reframe this. This isn't going to be an argument, okay? Okay. This is going to be cool. a condescending education. <laughs> you know that I want you to teach me about basketball. I'm on record as wanting you to learn me up. Evan, do you know what Ken Palm is? Yes. Okay. Well, like I've um, seen it. So... Uh, for those of, for a listener who doesn't know, Ken Palm is almost the universally agreed upon advanced statistic of choice by most people who follow the sport of college basketball closely. They offensive and defensive efficiency combined into an overall efficiency for uh, for a team. So. Like in the championship year, Baylor was like number one in offense or number two in offense and like number five in defense. And it it fluctuates Mm -hmm. throughout the season. But if you're top 20 in in either, that's remarkable. Evan, where do you think Baylor ranks in offensive efficiency uh, for this season so far? What number? Um, What rank? I didn't cheat, but I did look at this maybe 10 days ago. I know as of maybe 10 days ago, we were number one. I don't know if we are still there, but I know that very recently we were the number one team in the country. Where okay, are we now? Fair enough. And and ten days ago, like 
that was before the Marquette game. Sure. In which yeah. Baylor only scored 70 points, right? So you'd expect mm-hmm. it to be worse, right? Mm-hmm. Baylor's the number five team in the country in offensive efficiency. Well, help think me, help me, second. help me communicate what I'm feeling a little better than because I think I'm onto something. I don't know if I'm choosing the right words, but like, am I wrong? Like, do you, do you not see what I'm seeing where it's like, we're truly like living and dying by like transition threes and, and timely threes. Am Let I just, am you, I just stuck? Am I stuck? Hold on. I'm going to give you an answer, but I want to ask you a question first. Okay. What percentage from three do you think Baylor shot against Gonzaga? I actually don't know the answer, so let me think. I know we were cooking there for a while. I want to say it was like 37, 38. 25%. Baylor went six for 24 from three-point land against Gonzaga. Baylor won that game with defense. Everybody in the nation thought that game was going to be in the 80s because neither team can stop anybody, and both teams came out and played phenomenal defense. Yes. And so I think that leads me to my overall point, right? Baylor is number 16 overall in Ken Palm with a 46th ranked defense. And that defense we have seen can jump up to a much higher level. Mm -hmm. This this team is good. This team is a little mercurial on the offensive side, but more often than not, it's very, very good, right? So I, I, I think that it is premature to be too concerned about this team. Okay. You can say, ah, this looks different. I'm adjusting or, and eh, the offense is going to be up and down more than I would care to see. And, and that's fine. But to, to say that, I mean, you look at the, the top teams in the name, like Arizona, Ohio state, Gonzaga, they have all lost games. Right? right, I think Purdue's the only like big time team that's under because they got that big bitch in the paint. What's that his face, Hebe, baby? Uh huh. Yao Ming vibes. Somebody told me that. <laughs> I, I don't know if that was you or, or Fank, but anyway, I, I I just want to settle everyone down. Not I'm not saying anybody's wrong. I'm I just want to settle you down and say that this team is still very very good, very very good, and Keontae George is the truth. It Adam is Flagler unbelievable. Has the biggest nuts I've ever seen on a Baylor player. Man, this, this team has the pieces to be special. Do you think you? Yes, I agree with everything you're saying. I'm not going to try to convince you of anything. I know that you know ball, <laughs> so I'm with you. I'm Damn with you it. here. Um, I let me let me probe you a little bit, Matt, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, had Adam, had we not scored the last eight points of that game, do you think? Do you think? Anything you would have just said would have sounded different, or or is that the drum you're 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 beating confidently? If my grandmother didn't have wheels, she wouldn't be a bike. Okay, but that's that's not fair. <laughs> we had we had to score the final eight points in the last thirty seconds of the game to win, and I'm glad we did. But that uh, uh that that doesn't mean anything to you. That's 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 all that's all by the wayside to you. I think you look at. Uh, the start of the second half where Baylor, like I think in the first 10 minutes of the second half, Baylor only scored mm-hmm. eight points and then scored 18 in the second 10 minutes. Yeah. I, I you know, and in a game that that's that low scoring in, in the low sixties, like it has a larger appearing impact than it would in a game in the eighties, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to believe so, you. I'm, I'm turning over a new leaf this year. I'm, 
I'm uh, I'm not going to be stuck on takes. I'm going to watch through a new lens the next time I get a chance to watch. Um, Baylor also turned the ball over 14 times. You clean that up mm-hmm. moving forward, which Baylor absolutely has the ability to do, and it looks a lot better. It, it, I, I think the appearance of that game is is really your uh what is the rorschach's test rorschach test Mm -hmm. what is it yeah and you can look at it you can say wow you know baylor did turn the ball over a bunch baylor you know didn't shoot great from three-point range you know baylor didn't get to the free throw line enough but baylor also held nolan hickman a sophomore who's been playing really really well this season to Mm -hmm. zero points baylor also held drew timmy national player of the year candidate to nine points, right? Yet and again, most <laughs> Flo Thamba had my man in hell. He had him in hell. That's the thing about Flo Thamba, man. I, I'm cooling off on my he's going to get 30 offensive things this year because I think we have fucking flamethrowers everywhere around him. But right. he, he on any given night, can put the other team's best player, the best interior player in a fucking figure four leg lock, and that's exactly what he did. Yep. It was incredible to watch. It was beautiful. Drew Timmy, I'm sure, is nice, and his podcast is fine, I'm sure. But he was in hell. He was in hell. Didn't score his first bucket until maybe like five points left in the game, or five minutes left nope. in the game. Nope. Baylor forced 18 turnovers as well. Like, I, I think that's big, right? This this is a very encouraging win, especially when you pair it with, I think, the win over UCLA. Um, and kind of how the team looked against Harleton State. I, I think that Marquette game, yes, that first half was concerning, but Baylor came back from that, right? Like, it was mm-hmm. a quick turnaround. It was Tuesday to Friday. Baylor yep. traveled to Marquette, came back home, then up to South Dakota, and got a win. Like, that. that's mm-hmm. that's meaningful to me. Yeah. That's meaningful to me. I'm, I'm excited um, to see this game on Sunday versus Washington State. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, you know, it's a bunch of, it, it's two nothing games, uh, Northwestern State and then Nickel State. And then Baylor plays on New Year's Eve <laughs> against Hell yeah. Iowa State. So, um, um, yeah. But before I forget, I have a few basketball things. One, and I remember this most recently, so I have a real take after this, but we also played Iowa State on New Year's Day last year, and right. I watched it with hand grenades in my hand. No, yes, they were vodka promise. Red Bulls on Bourbon yes. Street. I had just gotten off of a plane from Chicago. It was incredible. Also, we need to have an honest discussion where I'm going to get some jokes off, but an honest discussion around the Texas Longhorns basketball team. Because to me, if you're unable to beat two former Baylor basketball players, what are you going to do huh. with 10 current ones? What are you going to do with 10 current ones? That's what I want to know. So, so Texas plays. Well, let me read you the location of the games that they have played this season. <clears throat> home, 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 <laughs> semi-home, which is a neutral site. Home, mm. home, and then at Illinois, <laughs> which is the first game they lost. And they got by Matthew the way, that Meyer. neutral site game was Northern Arizona, and it was at uh, a school yeah. that is a part of the University of Texas system, right? <laughs> they they were at a satellite campus, I believe, for that game. That, I I don't know, but that I that think it was at sense. UT Rio Grande Valley, which those first two letters tell me a lot about that location. Um, but they're good. I'm 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 not, I'm not going to bullshit here. Texas they is are very, very good. solid. They are very yes. solid. They're good uh, and they're right fun now, to watch. Right now they are. Right now they are. So 
their their three point percentage has already kind of plummeted to where I think it will remain for most of the season. Where do you think um, they rank in three point percentage? Um, they rank probably in the thirty to fifty range. I'm going to give you one more guess. They probably rank like in the 70 to 90 range. Evan, they are 307 <laughs> percentage. If you if you gave me 24 hours, I could not name 300 college basketball teams. There are let's be clear, there are too many college basketball teams <laughs> at, at, at the D1 level. However, and look, oh, pro- there are probably 50 teams between 29% and 30%. But yeah. that doesn't change the fact that they are sub 30%, which is where I would expect them to hover around. Now, well, you, isn't... You, you had a game against Gonzaga where Marcus Carr and Tyrese Hunter shot the hell out of the ball. And that's why you beat Gonzaga by 20 points. Mm-hmm. But And they're easy to beat. So And they're very easy to beat. It's honestly yeah. embarrassing. Ha- pretty hard to beat on the road. Hard to beat on the road. Extremely that much. Hard to beat. Or uh-huh. a neutral site, yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about the coach for Texas, because I know I know most of everything about him, but isn't his whole shit just like crazy good defense and like vibes on offense? Am I wrong to say that? No, that that's that's pretty accurate. Uh, that, I think most people would would say that. You have um, their best season, right? And, and I've already forgotten his name, which is not a great sign. But at Texas Tech, they make the championship game by mm-hmm. giving their ball to their NBA small forward and getting mm-hmm. out of the way. And it was effective. I'm not I'm not trying to say sure. it wasn't effective. But that has been what they have normally done uh in 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 his offenses, right? Last year it was kind of like give Timmy Allen the ball, let him try something, and if it doesn't work, kick it out to Marcus Carr and let him try something. And that was kind of their their offense, right? This year you add Tyrese Hunter and and it's it's a lot more dynamic. Um, Dylan Mitchell has played well. Like they have good players. It, it is just very interesting when you still have to play Brock Cunningham. <laughs> I don't know if you remember who that is. Yeah, sure he, do. He's, he, he's the white guy who wants to fight everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just I you know if if Marcus Carr and Tyrese Hunter don't shoot the ball as well as they did against Gonzaga or Creighton, then things mm-hmm. can get rough pretty quick so they have some time to warm up um they they play six games i'm sorry five more games before the new year they play arkansas pine bluff rice stanford louisiana texas a&m commerce so kind of still a bunch of nothing there um and and they'll probably start hot in conference because they have oklahoma Mm -hmm. kansas state oklahoma state to start and they aren't they aren't poised to lose a game in in conference they aren't predicted to lose a game. It's going to be so fun. We we are going to have so it's much insane. fun watching I, basketball this year. Um, I don't know. I feel like now that I'm like coming into this phase of my life where I'm like really enjoying watching basketball, you know, like conceptually, um, it'll be so interesting watching a league where just about everyone in the top half of the league probably might be able to win it this year, but all of them are more concerned with making to that second, third weekend of the NCAA tournament, which, you know, it's right. kind of like, it's the stated end goal of most teams, but it feels more tangible for a lot of the teams in this league. So there's going to be a lot of shit talk and a lot of fun times and frustrating times in big 12 conference play. But like we're poised to, to cook in the NCAA tournament this year. And that's probably going to come back to haunt me, but like the big 12 is yeah, by 12 a is, wide margin, yeah. the best league in the country. 
And it's going to be so fun watching us beat the hell out of each other all year. Yeah, the ACC is very stinky this season. Mm -hmm. Duke is down. UNC is down. Syracuse, Florida State, Louisville, all down. Mm -hmm. They're all garbage. Very, very Mm -hmm. nasty conference. Anything else on basketball? Yeah, we're going to be a better basketball conference once Texas and Oklahoma leave. Yeah. (laughs) We got Houston coming in. Number one ranked Houston who couldn't get past Baylor in the final four. Um, It's going to be so fun. We're a basketball conference. We really are. Shout out Matt Meyer. Shout out Dane Danger. Uh-huh. Matt went fucking crazy. It really was. I wasn't just making a joke. It really was Matt Meyer time. It was. Yeah, it really he went. Was. But I've never seen him make five three pointers in a game before, and he made all five. I just, I just now saw that he had twenty one mm-hmm. points. He led the team in scoring. Oh, that's, that's five very five. And and he had like he had like a heater for like ninety seconds. Like he hit three three pointers in like a two minute span. And that's like that's like the Matt that's Meyer experience, right? That's yeah. what he does. Um. So glad that he chooses to go off against Texas every single time. People forget he's from Austin. I don't think they offered him. Hmm. Baylor has accepted a bid to the Armed Forces Bowl in Mm -hmm. Fort Worth. You lose one drone, you you gain another. (laughs) Sponsored by Lockheed Martin. I am trying very hard to remain balanced here and... Mm -hmm and not be upset with this particular selection. Um, I don't yeah, know. Why would like, you be? I shouldn't be. That That's my point. It's a home game. Right? It's a home game for a bowl game. That's yeah, exciting. you're right. And you, we get to go play Air Force and, you know, run the ball all over them. And mm-hmm. it will be, it will be a, a quote unquote satisfying into the season. That was mostly disappointing. Sure. Right? Just so you're, you're, you're jazzed up about the armed forces bowl. Yeah, I I mean, you know me. I'm like a sunshine pumper to my core. And like anytime we have a shitty season, I always do that stupid argument where it's like, well, I remember rushing the field to no, become bowl right. eligible, you know? So that's right. that's an, it's annoying, but it is, it is really where I land this year. Um, this also, is also coming from the guy who went on multiple shows and said, I, I think it's more likely that Baylor goes 12 and 0 than 8 and 4 and we didn't even hit hey, for it. So hey, we didn't fuck some... up in the games. We we didn't do anything wrong. They fucked up, you know? Not us. Yeah. I think um, I think it's Sorry for believing in you guys. Corndog. Outside of the halftime corn dog, I don't think I have much impact, which I think um, I'm going to retire that the halftime corn dog, maybe switch it up. I don't know. Maybe a funnel here, cake situation. I don't know. Here's a real thought I have. Um I'm very pro nil the whole song and dance going on right now i do think for for these bowls that aren't new year six bowls or playoff games or even you know just like relatively larger bowls that you have so many people transferring in transferring out they are going to be some stinky ass bowl games this year or weird ones right if they're not weird and stinky ass bowl games right yeah i completely agree on that note the transfer portal was all the rage this particular week and season Mm -hmm. um so i what was your first takeaway about the the transfer portal this particular year i think it's going to be like the wild west for like two seasons i think it's just going to be so crazy with the with not having to sit out a year i mean i'm i'm very much like in the camp of go get your money how bet how best you can and that's going to be like my my guiding my guiding thought but um I really do think those teams that are able to retain players in a, in a big way are going to have a leg up on a lot of these big blue bloods who are essentially going to have 
50% roster churn year over year. There, there's not a lot that can replace building a brand new team in one year. So I think, um, whereas the argument for a long time has been like, oh, NIL is going to ruin it for the little guys. Like maybe in the future it will, but I think these first few years, it's going to level the playing field in a lot of ways because you're going to see good coaches get to coach well and teams like Kansas State, like potentially Baylor, they're, they're going to have enough continuity in, in places that matter where I don't care if you're if you guys are swapping five stars every season, like you're having to build a whole new playbook and roster from the ground up. So I don't know. I'm 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 warming up to the idea of the NIL like long term being fine. Um, and I think uh, so. I think we've only lost like four players to the portal, which is your standard off season for just about any Division One program. So I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. Um, this isn't the question you asked, but I think I want to be the first on the scene here. Probably not first. Um, I think we're going to get that Wisconsin defensive coordinator. I think the writing's on the wall. He's got ties with our boy Dave. And uh, if we get him, if we get him, all of the anxiety I have heading into next season will be like mostly gone. You get enough good coaches in there and, yeah. and shit starts to cook. And we I have a, a proof of concept that Baylor can turn a stinky season into, into lemonade. Literally the best season in school history. Yeah. So. Yep. I'm confident in our ability to bounce back and to cook next year. Many there teams were, in our conference have not proven that they can bounce back from a stinky season and cook. It's very true. It's Except very for true. TCU. There were a th- a th- one, at least over uh, 1,000 players that entered the portal after day one. That is craziness. But, like, you know. Just insane. People leave their jobs because they think they can get more money all the time. And if, if we're going to treat everyone like adults, we got to we – gotta, Keep it consistent. That that's oh where yeah I'm at. no I'm I'm all for you know? it. It's just crazy. The, the it scale. is crazy. The the scale. Um, this wasn't on our agenda, but I have a theory that I want to run by you. Okay. I think that Deion Sanders is a jerk, but I think he's one of the smartest people in the world, and I think that the Pac-12 is going to be significantly easier to win over the next few years, especially if you can build a cool and fun program, and that is exactly what he's going to do. And at a at a stinky ass school like Colorado, he's gonna get to do whatever the hell he wants. It's gonna be yep. it's gonna be what people thought Jimbo was gonna do at A and M. The the uh, story people were telling about Jimbo angle had, had Jimbo gone well, this disagree. is what it would have turned into. I How, don't how's it necessarily disagree. I am very on board with the concept of Deion Sanders, the coach. Sure. I don't know who he is as a person. I have no reason to believe he's a terrible guy yet like most coaches are you know yeah i mean look when you look at the standard of coaches you're exactly right yeah well and Uh, you know this is very intrigued and you know we we aren't the the podcast to to really tear down racial barriers but like if Dion was just a regular ass frumpy white dude, they wouldn't be asking questions like, "Oh, well, why is he telling those kids they need to transfer? Why did he Very leave true. the HBCU?" So, fuck him. I think Dion's going to cook, and I think he I don't think he's ever chosen to do something and not been one of the best people in the world at it in his life. And I don't think it's going to change. I think the Pac-12 huh. is going to get stinkier. I think you got to yeah. get past Oregon and Utah. Utah, I got no slander for, US, but Oregon, I mean, proven frauds. USC ain't going to be there for very long. They're not going to be there for very long. I think, and you know, I know a lot of people who who it is illegal for them to smoke, and they shouldn't smoke, and they do. And I know it's very easy to get a hold of it in Boulder. And I'm not saying college students at large love to smoke, but if you got a bunch of 18-year-olds and there's there's legalized weed around, 
You got a pretty good pitch there, brother. Kind of scary that I hadn't thought about that angle before. But Matt, people go. forget. People forget I'm smart. Not me though. He, he walks in. He <laughs> walks into the the meeting room with the student or with the with the players. He's like, I'm bringing luggage, and it's Louie. Like I love mm. it so much. Like he every, has practiced every that bar. Get, oh, it's so good. Every coach is given that speech, but without mm. the same sauce. It's it's awesome. Um, um, another of transfers, real quick though. Yeah, I want to go through your wish list. If you had to have one player in the portal right now who you <laughs> grab your choice you you are going to be so mad at me when i tell you who i think we should go get this year i have a we've, feeling we've we've played him a few times i've said some mean things about him is he really good at throwing the ball to baylor he has completed more <laughs> passes to baylor than almost any other quarterback i've watched in the last few years <laughs> i think we should spencer get i think sanders? i think we should get spencer sanders and i'll tell you why <laughs> and i'll tell you why he, he, if you, if you take the things about Gary that I really liked and you take the things about shaping that I think I could like, he doesn't yeah. do either of those perfectly, but the boy is consistent if he's nothing else. And our offensive scheme has proven that we can protect our quarterback from throwing too many interceptions. That's something that we can scheme out of them. So, so you, so you heard it this, here first folks, Baylor quarterback, Spencer Sanders. Good Lord. Or DJ. What either is flash. Imagine <laughs> how mad some of the fans are going to be. I'm going to have to apologize formally. Yeah. So this assumes that he takes the starting job over Shapen. I I don't. I'm not calling for Shapen's job. However, a first year starter who just did fine isn't owed anything on, at any position. I'm not saying you know? he, I'm not saying he is. I was just clarifying your point here. Yes, and allowing I, you to I, say that you aren't calling for Shapen's job. Yes, should you? What want I'm to say that. what I'm saying is, after you go six and six, I think every I don't think there's a position besides Richard Reese's Correct. that is safe, and I don't Correct. think that's a I don't think that's a bold take to assume. And I think, I mean, shit, we kicked Gary out of town because we thought Shapen might be good. Who's to, like right. he? No one's safe. Right. Can I so, interest you in a Hudson card? <laughs> yes F- former five-star quarterback recruit hudson card he would be the second highest rated quarterback recruit we've ever had on campus if we get him to come here isn't that nasty can i can i interest you in a dju <laughs> from clemson i would have zero complaints if dj came through really gary on gary with the super soldier serum that's what i can see. i interest you in a devin leary from nc state you should be i don't know yes to this. i don't know anything about yes that person this. Come He's on, come good. on down, Devin. We got a quarterback from NC State once, and he was kind of stinky. What was his name? I'm sorry, Matt Rule really again. liked him. We we had a oh. quarterback transfer from NC State, Jacoby. Yes. No, he he plays he, like Jacoby Brissett, and he got Jacoby he, he had the concussion issues. Dang it! If you hadn't asked me, it's, it's not a new Solomon. It's the other one. Um. Oh, okay. Because Anub came from Arizona. We had another guy. He and Zach Smith went back and forth for a season. All right, you look um, that up while I while I do a five-minute monologue on why we should go get Keaton Slovis from Pittsburgh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Um, A&M, a lot of players in the portal. Uh, Alan McClendon. Alabama had a bunch of players in the portal. Um, Oregon has a bunch. Like it, It's just dead. very weird, very weird times. Uh, my my transfer wish list isn't really transfer. It's it's Jim Leonard. I I want Jim Leonard mm-hmm. real bad. If not Jim Leonard, I want Carl Scott. Um, but yeah, I think I think, you, I think you bring in a quarterback 
or you get a recommitment from drones. One of the two. You have to. Or perhaps, or perhaps Shapin puts it all together and we had a little sophomore slump, which I'm fine with. That'd be great. I'd love it. Which I'm fine with. Also, bring in any defensive player at all. Any defensive player that wants to come, you bring them. Come on down. You bring in anybody Um, that's a four-star or above, and you you just amass dudes. Do you think Dylan Doyle is going to play fullback for a decade in the league? (laughs) He might. If Taysom Hill can play in the league. If Taysom Hill can play in the league for this long, Dylan Doyle absolutely can. And you're seeing, like, you know, genuinely, you're you're seeing a resurgence of the fullback. And he... Uh, uh, juice check in um, yes in San Francisco. He checks right? he checks every box that a fullback yeah, would check. Absolutely, way better hands than I even I expected. Yeah. Um. It, he he showed something when he ran that little five yard out. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was crazy. He just hand caught mm-hmm. it. It was great. I don't have anything else in the transfer portal. I don't have anything else on football. Um. I'm I'm ready to get this bowl game done and have spring ball give us some more answers. That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you have any more topics on mine, but I would like to talk about Brittany Griner a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. She's We're coming home. This on Thursday. Yes, Brittany we found out an hour has ago. Been, uh, freed uh, from Russian captivity. Uh, she mm-hmm. is on her way home, and I'm sure there's a bunch of people who really want to talk about all of the politics surrounding it, and I really don't give a shit. Uh, I I well, don't know as much as the CIA or the FBI or. Mm-hmm any of the government officials that had a hand in making this. So I'm going to keep my mouth shut mm-hmm. and just say, I am glad Brittany is coming home. I'm not going to keep my mouth shut. So you may have to cut this a little bit, no, depending I, on, depending on where this road takes me. Opinions. But if you're, if you're someone who spent nine months saying you shouldn't have brought a vape pen to Russia, you good, go get what you can get in that prison camp. And then they get her to come back home and you immediately pivot to what about the troops? You can eat a trillion dicks. You can eat a trillion dicks. <laughs> you just hate women. You hate black women, and you hate gay black women. And I think there's no there's no place for you in the community I want to grow. I think you're nasty, and I think there's a there there's a space we can have a nuanced conversation about prisoner swaps and the morality around yeah. them. But if your first response to bringing home, not just like a Baylor athlete, right, like like a, a right. an American citizen wrongfully detained, is to say, what about the troops? Double birds, whatever God you think you're serving by all this hand wringing, isn't the same one I think about. Eat a trillion dicks. That's all yeah, I got. I, I I tend to agree. Like, and, and Twitter is not the place to have that nuanced conversation. I'm not sure mm-hmm. we're the place to have that nuanced conversation either. It's a podcast with two white guys. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it, but it's better than Twitter, I suppose. Um, it's just so it's so exhausting. You know, it's so uh, exhausting. Seeing this somebody is... reply to the Our Daily Bears um, tweet uh, with the with the quick write up I did on it with "Who cares? She sucks." Or yeah, um, who is that for? You know, yeah, I I just don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. I can understand feeling uh, two ways at the same time about it. That that's sure. fine. Sure, you know, glad she's coming home and frustrated that we can't get the other guy out. But yes, I, I, exactly. I, I, I don't have anything else past that. Uh, it was very yeah. encouraging to see Baylor throw out an official um, acknowledgement and. Um, you know, statement on that, that they're glad she's coming yes. home. That, that was encouraging to me. It's that not has where been, we need to be in the end, but it was encouraging. Well, it, it's been encouraging from the jump, and it is it has been a great about face um, sure. as far as our formal policy about how we think and talk about Brittany just 
conceptually for the last decade. And I'll close with, I don't need to hear a goddamn thing from Kim Mulkey about all this. Not a she can, thing. she, she can, she can have it. Whatever, whatever she, whatever she wants to do, she can have, I don't need to hear a thing. Um, I hope that other guy comes home soon. I understand that he was also arrested and the people who are saying, don't do the crime. If you can't do the time singing a different tune because a because a black woman got her freedom. I think you can miss me with all that. And I'm, I'm going to be done on my soapbox now, but Brittany's coming home and I'm happy to hear about it. Matt, we have the same tattoo person as Brittany. The three of us are kindred spirits in that way. That's true. I forgot so, about that. Evan, unfortunately I have to bounce. I have to go defend um, <laughs> the stupid shit I said on the 1012 network podcast. Ugh, um, good luck. So wish me luck there. Love you, brother. I'm glad we got together to do this. Basketball season is in full swing now. Well, of course I say that, and they're going into finals. Taking three weeks off. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Maybe we should take three weeks off. Philip, don't listen to this. Uh, what else do we do? Let's take three weeks off. All right, man, I'm out. Hey, see you,